I am so happy I went back to using Screaming Trees for intro and outro of this podcast. I really am. It's a level of comfort that uh, I appreciate every time I do it. Hello, everybody. Still Sober with John Rabin, the online um, audio diary, weekly diary uh, disguised as a podcast uh, where I interview no one and just kind of talk. And usually there's something about recovery in it, sobriety in it, usually. I think I've got something this week. I just, before I get to it, I have to go right into something that happened today, which uh, this is going to qualify, is going to fall under the old saying, um, never look a gift horse in the mouth, which confuses younger people. It confused me when I was young because nobody gives anybody horses anymore, at least not in the middle and lower, middle and lower classes. We don't, it's not a, even in Texas, we don't uh, just, you know, and here's a horse for you. However, it's pretty easy to figure out, if you really sit and think about it, it's easy to figure out what the saying is saying. Um, Somebody gave you something, it's worth something. You know, you don't, look at it and start tearing down something that's given for free, which is typically what everybody does um, when they get any kind of benefits from the government. It's a gift horse mouth scenario and they want more, but that's a political thing. But that's just human nature. Human nature is always, if you don't earn something, you don't appreciate it as much. So you're going to look at the teeth and you're going to go, Fuck this buck tooth going to the glue factory having asked uh, for in steed. So, but I'm going to do that because I don't, I don't actually believe that. I don't think, uh, I don't like the uh, never look a gift horse in the mouth thing. It's more of a don't complain about the gift horse to the person who gave it to you. You can criticize in private. Or, you know, to somebody else, you just don't do it directly. It's rude to do it. Somebody gives you something, you don't start talking shit about the gift. It's asshole behavior. You don't do that. So I'm not going to do that because this is about lunch. I got lunch today. And it was bought for me. By the company that I work for. They bought everybody lunch because they did a, a big uh, product photo shoot today. Um, all new products and stuff for website and whatever else they do. Not my lane. My lane is the warehouse and the product itself. I don't talk to the customers. I don't talk to uh, wedding planners. I don't talk to the different uh, photographers. Anybody who's been a follower of this podcast knows what I think of photographers. Uh so I don't, I don't do it. That's not my thing. But they got everybody lunch. So you shouldn't, I'm not going to complain about the lunch because I got to choose what I, I mean, I picked it, but it's from this place and it, it said it's a, you know, it's a Cuban sandwich. That's what, it, that's what it is. And I know what a Cuban tastes like. I know what it's supposed to taste like. 
it's supposed to be on flat bread. It's supposed to, you know, it's supposed to have, you know, questionable amount of, uh, like mustard and sauce with with pickles. Like, goddamn, is there a whole pickle in this? Like, it's just this is what it's supposed to be because you're not. There's no reason to have a Cuban sandwich where the meat is dry, but also the bread and the bread is crunchy. This fucking restaurant, which I've never heard good things about, but once again, it's free. But I was like, man, I want a Cuban sandwich. I could have gone for the burger. I should have gone for the burger because the burger is probably crappy too, but it's a, but you know, mediocre, a mediocre burger is fine. You know, it's, it's what I'm used to, but they put this Cuban sandwich on a baguette guys, a bat fuck baguettes, fuck hard bread. I thought it was just me being almost 50 that I've got to sit here and I'm like, maybe, you know, my teeth are bad and you know, I'm older and I, I have weak gums in my mouth. I don't know what it is, but I thought, well, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's natural for people to eat really hard bread. Maybe that's what people like. I don't think they do. Fucking hard bread. But there was another, you know, another person who got lunch, also got a Cuban sandwich. He's way younger than me. And he's like, yeah, it sucked. It's like, why are you going to have dry bread and dried out meat and not enough mustard? Like, it just, oh, and I'm just, fuck baguettes, man. I don't mean to attack the French. We attack them enough. They don't like us. We don't like them. I get it. But on top of that, your bread sucks. Fuck your bread, France. This fucking hard bread shit. What purpose does it serve? to have crusty hard bread. Why? Shouldn't it be spongy and soaks up like the olive oil or whatever, you know, whatever you're dipping it in? Shouldn't it, you know, a lot of butter or whatever else? Like, why? There's no reason for it. Once again, I appreciate that I didn't have to pay for it, but I, it's like, hey, here's free lunch. Also, free cuts in your mouth. Because this bread is bullshit. And then some, you know, dead guy's old saying is like, hey, you should never criticize something that was given to you. Yeah, if it sucks, I can. I, I think I can. I think I should be able to, hey, thanks for giving me this thing that risks, risks you know, bodily harm. That... And it's like, I'd like to give you a car that's going to break down when you're on the road and risk your life. That's kind of bullshit. It's like that, but with bread. Fucking put me off all day. It's been a fine day. It's been a lot of rain. It's been a nice... Here in Austin, Texas, the weather is below 90 degrees in August. My wife read that it was going to be a milder August. Then the rest of the summer, because that's what the uh, Farmer's Almanac said. And I, we both kind of went, all right, Farmer's Almanac, <laughs> you and your, it's going to be a milder August. Whatever you say, turns out 
fucking farmer's almanac is correct. I kind of wonder if that's just what weathermen, meteorologists do, where they use all, they have all these computers all set up and they're all like, oh, we're following the uh, Doppler radar weather. Um, we're following, uh, uh, we're making uh, forecasts and, um, you know, algorithms and doing the math. And really, they're just sitting there thumbing through the farmer's almanac and they're like, oh, well, this is, uh, they would know. I, I really think that's it. They just they just sit there and they you know they mask this this little book with all this equipment that they don't even fucking use because what's the point? Farmer's Almanac is correct again. It's like why do we even need you? Why are we even? Shouldn't we go just straight to sports? Fuck the weather, man. So I saw an article about how there is now and uh, there's apparently been success with similar things in other cities but now in Austin we got a uh, and I don't know where it is it's at some outreach center but it's a Narcan vending machine so f- and I had to read the art I was like wait what a vending machine with Narcan in it and I looked and it's a it's a free vending machine. And I think that there's like a QR code on it. I don't really know how it works, but it looks like you scan it and you probably have to register or something and it unlocks and gives you one or whatever. You know, some kind of fail safe so you can't just stand there and just take all of it. But, um, and I don't know how the, I don't know what's what the deal, but like, my Q- QR code, I can't, I can't make it work on my phone. I don't, it's like, oh, you scan it. All right, great. Why don't you just, if you're going to put a QR code, why don't you also put the URL on it? So if somebody like me can't scan it right, because my fucking camera, because I'm, because I got a piece of shit Android, um, for some reason doesn't have, I don't know how to, you know, I don't care enough. I don't like, oh, just scan this. Like It's like when you go to the restaurant, they're like, oh, the QR code to find our uh, menu online. No, 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 just give me a menu. It's part of the experience of being in the restaurant. I don't wanna fucking go to your website and look at your menu on your website. I'm here. Ah, you fucks. Anyway, but that, I was glad to see that's an interesting thing that like dispenses Narcan. That's good. You know, any, um, anything, any way to provide more Narcan into, um, into the general public is, is a good idea. It's not, you know, it's not like it's, it, it's not like we're issuing methadone or anything. This isn't like something that people can abuse uh, successfully. Um, not that I'm aware of may want to Google to see, you know, there's probably some psycho out there trying to use it to see if it, you know, if it takes them the other direction or some shit. But, um, but I was glad to see that it was actually a free vending machine because, uh, my sense of humor, I immediately thought of a scenario where you're at the vending machine and you're like, Oh my God friend of mine's ODing. I need some Narcan. Shit. Come on, make this dollar work. Come on, just fold it out. Come on, straighten it. 
One second. Don't die on me. Yeah. So, no. It's not a scenario where you better have a crisp $5 bill. It's a free vending machine. So, regardless, yay, nonprofit organizations providing more Narcan to, it's all decorated and weird. It's all like, like, like street art on it. And I'm like, eh, it's a little much. Probably could have put, made it more basic and put more money into more Narcan. But hey, man, whatever you want to do, that's cool. And it, but that's what it is. It looks like it's making Narcan is hip with the kids. It just, it saves people from ODing on opiates, but all right. Like, oh, saving lives is cool. Yeah, sure. Whatever you got to do, man. Whatever, whatever promotion works, I guess. All right, so if you're interested, I highly recommend this. It's about the clip. The video clip uh, on YouTube is about 18. It's like 18 and a half minutes long. And it is, uh, it's a podcast. It's a video podcast by John Bernthal um, from the uh, Shane from The Walking Dead. And all, or more importantly, the, uh, you know, Marvel's The Punisher. That John Bernthal. Um, he's got his own podcast and apparently if you want to watch, uh, watch the full episodes, you need to subscribe to his Patreon because I, I guess he's not making enough money. I don't, anyway, it's, that's a whole thing to me is just like, you don't have enough money. Anyway, it might be worth it. It might be worth it. I don't want to tell you, you know, who to or not to give money to. Because the conversation was great. Anyway, he had on Shia LaBeouf, who I'm not a fan of. And um, a lot of people are not a fan of. But Shia, I'm certainly not a fan of saying his name. But he is in recovery right now. And his conversation is about that, about making, having to make amends and about knowing that he fucked up and all this other stuff and just how he came to getting into uh, AA and like, uh, you know, having a sponsor that uh, gave him no, his big thing is talking about wiggle room. And this is the thing that really got me about it was he was talking about how all this destructive behavior and he's a bad, you know, drunk, terrible alcoholic. If you've read the news uh, over the past couple of years, allegedly a little abusive as alcoholics tend to get. So, he, but he was talking about how no matter how, many, how much he fucked up, there was always some wiggle room. There's always like uh, Brad Pitt or... Um, the producer or somebody giving him a chance and giving him, as he called it, a little wiggle room to continue to fuck up. 
and which is the the most relatable I've ever heard anybody describe that because that's basically the way that I dealt with shit as I was going through, you know, my eight different arrests on alcohol-related incidents, being on probation two different times, um, being you know going through all the different things. Not to mention, of course, the heroin addiction and the alcoholism and just all of that and then waiting to the last minute because it was always the wiggle room thing if i had you know we t- i touched on this when we were talking about the uh you know being an enabler how not to be an enabler kind of a deal uh a few weeks ago and but that was that's the thing that really like i really connected with the idea that as long as I had space and options and like, uh, oh, how do I, how do I get out of this one? I mean, the term wiggle room is perfect. That's exactly what it is. So how do I get out of this? So I, I highly rec- recommend, you know, checking that video out it's free on youtube and then you know if you want to listen to the whole thing i I guess you could subscribe to uh the uh, patreon part of the podcast but uh but it was interesting listening to because if you listen to them uh it sounds not i mean not that it sounds genuine but i mean it's 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 really some hard truth shit it's just like really you know like having somebody that wanted him to do, you know, in the AA community, he's like, all right, I need you to do this. And he's like, I don't want to do that. All right, don't. And like walking away from him, like giving him no options, no um, attention, no sympathy, no empathy, you know, not being cruel, but not, but just hard nose. Do you need help? This is what you need to do. Uh, okay, you don't have to. And then walk, I'm out of here. Because that's the whole thing is that we're used to, as drug addicts and alcoholics, we're used to when we're feeling bad and down, like we need, a, we need help. We're used to doing stuff so that we can get that attention, a little dopamine rush of attention which people also feel with the social media thing, right? You like, oh, I need help. Stay strong, you know, getting elicited, eliciting sympathy and any kind of inter, uh, attention, any kind of interaction from others. And, you know, getting a little bit of it that kind of jolts you and kind of makes you feel like, yeah, thanks. Anyway, I'm gonna go back to what I've been doing appreciate it but that's not you know some people we get to a point a lot of us actually we get to a point that's not what we need what we need is somebody to kind of kick our ass we need somebody to kick the shit out of us and just like you hit a wall and like oh you've only got one option there's your option it's either this or nothing you don't want to fine I'm the fuck out of here. And then that's all you got. So it's great. It's a great. I highly recommend it. Um, 
just gives you a nice little um, little look into that type of that type of I don't know thing. It's a check it out. That's that's about all I got on that. That's really all I had this week is because uh, I I watched it a few days ago and I'm still thinking about it. I'm still sitting there going, damn. Like, and it's interesting. It's not like you're supporting somebody you don't like. It's not about that. It's about the message and about, you know, getting uh, inspiration and um, a point of view from somebody, regardless of what you think of them. And like, huh, like, man, I hope, uh, I hope this uh, helps them get them on the right track. It certainly looks like, you know, looks like he might be on the right track now. We'll, we'll see. You know, time will tell. I hope the best, and uh, that he, he, you know, then that he can uh, actual make amends. And I know I've, I've got shit about making amends, and it's you know, not so much about making things right, because you know, as long as it's about making things right, because they need to be made right, as opposed to because it's step uh, nine. You know, well, you know, this is going to make me better. It's not really about you. So it depends on, you know, if the amends are something that needs to be made right for the sake of others, that will ultimately make you feel better. True, but don't, the motivation is not for you to do it. Just so you can check off nine out of 12 steps. Like, well, that's nine. Let's move on to 10. And never looking back at, you know, any kind of uh, hurt that you've made by selfishly trying to uh, contact people who probably would have been better off if they never heard from you again. But regardless, hope he does well. that's about it for me this week. Appreciate it. Still soberpod at gmail.com for any questions or comments that are positive to neutral. Uh, and we will uh, we'll see you next week. Later. Oh,